0: The great majority of people in the ancient Near East were subsistence farmers living in small towns or villages. City populations then were surprisingly small and stratified quite rigidly. The elite were literate and managed the temple and palace with a small and almost entirely illiterate group also living in the city to deliver goods and services to the important ones. The city's poorest frequently lived in walled-off areas at greater distance from the temple. Internal city gates could be shut to keep the urban poor, quote, in their place. The surrounding rural peasant farmers were kept out of the city as much as possible. The most impoverished and the ethnically different, beggars, sex workers, laborers doing stigmatized jobs, and peasants without property, Tended to migrate to a city in search of a chance to improve their lot. But always they were shut out by evening beyond the city's gates. The city's rigid organization was designed to benefit the elite and exploit the vulnerable. And so it was in Jerusalem. There the same strict social order was mirrored in who sat where around a table. Everyone knew where the big shots sat and the lowest and those in between. Now comes Jesus, friend of sinners, of the poor, Of women, of children. Rudely, he told the host and the honored guests that whether elite or sub-elite, each should sit in the lowest seat as a mark of one's humility. Humility not meaning self-abasement, but meaning sincerely respectful of others all others and he told them that the poor should be invited in the outcasts the sick in effect he said you're wondering how doing this would reinforce your social advantages and privileges you will be repaid at the resurrection, that is, when history is wound up and justice finally is realized for everyone. Obviously, from the perspective of Christian values, the prevailing rules, privileging some while shaming and exploiting others, were demonic. And mean. This is as clear a statement of what is wanted of us as could be found anywhere in the world's literature. And the implications of meanness and self serving are as current as today's news. I'd not like to startle anyone, but I think it would be important to tell just one true story to illustrate on the individual level what access to the table might have meant in an unusual but not rare context. A few of you know I have been writing a biography of a wonderful Malawian man, Jones Laviwa, a social worker who was our country director in Malawi for several years. At one moment, he described a scene he encountered in a Malawian border area with Mozambique, where a nasty civil war was underway. This is from the book. Quote, I remember one situation that I have not been able to forget, even after so many years. It was during a routine relief mission on the road to Quellamane, a road controlled by rebel forces a few kilometers from Milanji. After distributing corn, blankets, and clothes, we decided to call it a day. As we prepared to load supplies left over after distribution, a group of displaced people arrived. Among them was a 13-year-old girl, held by two people, by both arms because she was unable to walk and could not even stand. She was wasted with hunger, a skeleton. The group asked us for food, but we had only a half bag of unmilled corn. We told them we did not have food except the half bag but promised them we would return the next morning with food, since it was too late for us to travel back to town to collect more. Then, in a flash, they pounced on the half bag of corn and tore the bag into pieces. They were fighting amongst themselves, to gain hold of the bag, corn was scattered all over the ground. Then everybody, men, women, and children, except the 13-year-old girl who was too weak to do anything, knelt on the ground and picked up the grain and chewed it raw. Within minutes, there was not a single grain remaining. Most of the relief staff were in tears. Close quote. He added that the girl received nothing to eat and he never saw her again. I think we all know there are stories like that every day from around the world. I think we all know the world is not well. That it needs in every part of it the Christian values, personal humility, and radical inclusion of the poorest. I believe we could do worse than to spend a little time each day of the coming week reading today's gospel from Luke, this remarkable and revolutionary story of Christian attitude and Christian behavior in a society and world going mad, structured by and for the morbid pursuit of advantage.